Big Ratchaloon. Corn pop 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 pop. Gotta, gotta fix my old mic. Gotta fix my microphone here. It cut out for a second, didn't it? Yeah. What in the world's going on with this booger? Probably just the noise of the pop. Noise of the pop. Let me let me uh raise this jewel up a little bit. Well, I had it sitting up on there, and you're like, oh, you're talking about the microphone. Yeah, I got to get this jewel. We got to get us some of them arms. I know. That'd be, that'd be decent. Some of these, some of them arms where we ain't, we ain't even got to mess with this jewel. Hey. You know what I mean? It's a process. We, uh, I got some real good, don't start shaking your leg. I'll I, come, I ain't shaking my leg. <laughs> I'll come over I, and I'll jerk your leg, slap off your body, I, son. I'll just stomp over here. <laughs> uh, this is the Red Blooded Outdoors podcast, by the way. And I am your host, Cornbread. I am your co-host. A.K.A. Bread, A.K.A. Corn, A.K.A. Cornelius Esquire the Third, A.K.A. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. If, if you look at my phone, your name is Paps. Yeah. And that over there is Cooney, A.K.A. Ratchaloon, A.K.A. Raccoony. A.K.A. Knothead. A.K.A. Long hair hippie type. I actually got a buddy, my buddy Michael. Ever since you started calling me Knothead, if I if we're hanging out and I say something that's dumb or whatever, which is just about everything, he'll go, he'll go, what a Knothead thing of you to say, right? Or if I do something, he'll be like, what a Knothead thing to do. You know, <clears throat> most people would say their one hundredth episode was a something momentous or 200th or 500th but this is episode 50 yeah episode 50 did you ever think we would be to episode 50 no do you remember do you remember when we now look not that we've been doing this years upon years but like i can tell the difference in the way the podcast is now than between the way it was at the beginning, you know, the flow of it, that finally you're talking, finally you're a part of the podcast. Uh, you know, you, you done fell into a, even though I believe little G money about to come up and yank that spot out. From Look, that is the second person that I've been told just going to take my spot. Now, Buck tried to step up to the plate one time and try to take my little co-host position here. And he learned real quick that it is very hard to beat the best. I mean, I'm often, often duplicate. Now, what is it? What's the saying? Now, if you can't say it, I'm I not. I'm not gonna help. I'm not gonna help. See, you you ain't got the, you ain't got the machismo. See, you yeah, you I'm not, you, you ain't tr- got no machismo. <laughs> you try I to have br- a little bit of cheese, but no machismo. <laughs> you you try to bring your flow, but you ain't got it. Cause you're a big old knothead. You can't. You can't. I'm often. I'm often. Uh, uh, how do you say what I am? I say I you're can, a knothead. I, I couldn't remember the saying. <laughs> but this is episode fifty. The big five zero. And uh, I, I was hoping to get ten thousand downloads by episode fifty. But we made it to almost seventy eight hundred. And I'm happy with that for now. I am too. Yeah, I mean, we we when we put a podcast out, you know, 
we're getting good feedback on just about everything we put out and uh it's been awesome but now little g-man killed another bird he killed another turkey yeah so red is unstoppable so his, his story will be on we'll probably do it next week or something like that yeah but you remember when we first started these podcasts how stressed out we was about it. Oh, I know. And well, setting up just gas. trying to just trying to get the podcast going. Just the before we could even record anything, I stayed up till like three o'clock one morning. Right. Trying to figure out how to all these feeds and links and all this. Right. And and setting up guests and stuff and oh, it's got to just be the right and perfect and blah blah blee blee and this and that and that was that was too much not like us now i'm not talking yeah. about being organized and making sure we're putting out a good a, our best possible podcast but what i'm saying was is uh being so particular about it you know yeah so just so particular about it and i, I listened to like I said, not that we've been doing them forever, but listen to some of the early ones, and listen to some of the newer ones, and they're the, yeah, some the of difference. The, some of the real night. early ones sound like we're reading off of a notebook, and we and we wasn't. Nah, you know what I mean. Like like our trailer for this for the podcast, right? I mean, it sounds like it's scripted. Yeah, we might need to change the trailer. We might have to. Yeah, but don't mess with none of the earlier episodes. I mean, no. they are what they are, but but change the trailer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We truth over entertainment, cuz. That's what we if is. we mess up, we mess up. And if we say something wrong, we do. We just we say keep something. <laughs> we say something wrong and say, hey, I yeah. said that wrong. I love how I live and I live how I love. Hey, there you go. Believe that. So, uh, yeah, man. Th- this episode here, you know, we've been super turkey heavy and blase, blase, and I just wanted a episode fifty to just be a chill episode. We ain't got to come in hardcore every time and just have a sterned up topic and this is what we're talking about and turkey this and turkey that and turkey this and turkey that. Cause life ain't all about turkeys. <laughs> what? No. What? Did, did the cornbread just say life ain't all about turkeys? Well, y- y'all mark that. That'll never come out of his mouth again, son. Oh. You, I can't believe you just said that. He's got a calendar in his truck that he keeps on March from like 2019. And he said, because in this truck, his turkey's year-round. When I miss the opening day, he, I, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Right. And now you say, well, it ain't all about turkeys, you know. It ain't. It ain't all about turkeys. Now, first off, all joking aside, life is all about your salvation, being closer with Jesus, right? But joking, correct? Jokingly, I am a turkey heavy individual. I mean, I mean, look at my left arm. Every time I look down, there's a turkey head that is. Wait, last night you was doing that. He was like, see, so you're looking at the turkey like this, and Daddy's got his arm bowed out like this. Okay, well, I'm. (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned that because last night we got to meet Amy Tucker and her son Trent. Yeah, and that that was awesome. Oh I, yeah, I had a ball uh, talking with them. That was, that was, I felt like I was meeting a celebrity. Did you feel like that? 
Not really. I mean, I felt like I was sitting there with like family. Yeah. Oh, Me. yeah. Yeah. True that. I mean, yeah. that's how I felt. That that's one thing about the. I wasn't uh, like, wasn't like, like normally when when I meet a new person or something, I'm sort of, you know, a little bit anxious, you know, sort of, right, like uptight, uncomfortable, sort of, right. But when we were sitting there with them, I was, I felt like I was just at a restaurant with, yeah, with with you, Buck and Mama. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But man, we had a ball. Oh that, yeah, that was awesome. Um, but that's one thing about the podcast is the people that uh, God has put into our lives through this podcast, and the people that we've been able to reach out to, and that's reached out to us. Man, it just—it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. You know, people always talk about how. Uh, social media is negative. I do it myself. I say the same things, and how everything's so negative. Well, man, it's it's just as negative as the attention you give to it to look for the negative or to see the negative. Like I don't have anybody on my now. There is opportunity on there on your social media, but I don't have anything that I see. You know that is just whacked out. You know what I mean. Yeah. And now you got to look for falsehoods and stuff like that, and be aware of that situation. But that I could say probably podcasting. Uh, I've done. I've you know let a little too much of it go to my ego here and there. Not that we're a big podcast by any means, mm. you know. But when you hear. Man, that was a really good podcast, and this and that, and you know what I'm saying, and uh, get a little too much ego in there, and have to catch myself, and you know, pray on it, and draw myself back, and uh, do do you ever catch yourself doing that if somebody compliments you on the podcast or anything like that? Not, not really, not me. I just like like I said earlier, whenever somebody that I've met from the podcast or something comes up to me, right. It don't feel any different than if you was to say, "Oh, that was a good podcast." You see what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Well, that's that's good. That's good. Not man. saying that those people don't mean nothing to me because you oh, yeah. mean something to me. Right. Yeah. But it's not like I'm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. You're saying that you don't get all hyped up like that's something you did. You yeah. Know what like I mean? like the other day, I was just telling you about this when my teacher come up to me and told me he had heard the one about where we comparing childhoods. I didn't feel that way about that or anything. I'm, right. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like family to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, you know, I'll, I'll be fair with you. I have to check my ego on a regular basis. You know what I mean? I'm I'm cornbread, son. And I, I have to I have to check my ego. It, it, it binds me up. I fail with that regularly. But the opportunity that has been given, I've been talking with a guy on Facebook messaging, he sends me videos of him out there turkey hunting. He asks questions. We talk back and forth almost on a daily basis, and man, that's such a blessing to me. And 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 that not, you know, by God's grace, I've kept my, I've been able to keep my ego at, at check, and it's uh, it, when it comes to that, and I've just, I man, I really enjoyed it. You know, I got some things going on where I ain't getting to, to turkey hunt as, as much. And like I said, we'll talk about that on a later podcast. And the 
getting to meet Amy and her son and talking uh, with Jonathan on on uh, Messenger and got to go with Trail Trash and G-Money got his second bird. And, uh, man, it's just, it's, it's just got to go with Jason and Victoria and Shorty, you know, before everything. It's just as good, man. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I ain't got nothing to be down about, period. I mean, the opportunity to, to help and serve just flows in daily. Flows in daily. It, since we've started, it for me, it's like it's like my family is just getting bigger. Right. Because the people I've met, like Trail Trash, mm-hmm. me and him message almost daily. And the yeah. stuff we talk about is the same stuff I would talk with you about. Yeah. Me and me and Jeff Forrester, we talk yeah. all the time. Right. So it's just like I'm talking to members of my family. So right. it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and and I I'd have to say that that all of that is now it's not just that uh now I've I've had to be conscious of this too. Just outreaching people on social media and and shutting your people that's already in your life out. You know, I had I had to become really conscious of that. And that was some ego stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it it just it's all intertwined so so tightly when when you can just be sincere about it you know what I mean and like just meeting people left and right I don't want to just keep name dropping but these these people that I've met through social media and through this podcast mean a lot to me yeah I I love them and I can tell they love me you know a hundred percent these are people of, of God brother and sisters that are just awesome people and that and the tools and the capabilities that are that are i'm able to share and they're able to share help us all to work even better for the kingdom of god mm-hmm. to to serve even better and you, you know i feel like i have to i have to use that there, there's just so many people it's 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 crazy and this is we've this is only episode 50, and it's like my life is so much different. Uh, and now, not that it's ritzy or bougie or anything. It's just, it's just, it's it's hard to explain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not of me, and it's not of you. It's not because Cooney's doing such an awesome job, or I'm doing such an awesome. I don't feel that at all. I feel like these platforms has opened up for people to come into our lives and for us to go into their lives through God. And it's it's awesome. Straight up. Yeah. 100%. I read a I read a uh, a review on the podcast and uh uh, oh, I love reading the reviews. I do too, man. I like reading them and looking at the looking at the little name at it and trying to figure out who it is. Yeah, I know. People I, get real creative. So, with the name. so check this one out. Now, this, this one, this one, uh, you know, was pretty close to me because I crush rock. I run a concrete crusher, right? Owen Blackwell. Uh, this is from April the fifth, and his thing. Is uh, what do they call them? Their tags or 
Nah, I'm not sure what you so call like it. Like their Apple name? Their Apple ID or whatever. Okay. His, his is the real rock crusher. <laughs> the real rock crusher. He, I just want to say this is by far my most favorite podcast to listen to during the week. I work for C.W. Matthews and run heavy equipment all day, and it gets very boring. Man, does it not get boring sometimes running oh. heavy equipment. Yeah. <laughs> it gets very boring. All I do is look forward to the weekend and going out, especially since turkey season has started, and this is one of my only go-to to listen to. I just want to give my opinion on the podcast and that I'm looking forward to more episodes. Owen Blackwell, we appreciate you, brother. The real rock crusher. The real rock I might, crusher. I might have to challenge oh, Owen Blackwell to hey. a damn rock crushing contest, son. <laughs> huh? Y'all just chill out, huh? man. I have rock crushing tournaments. That that's right, that's right. But I, you know, I love seeing stuff like that. That that somebody's getting for something from it. They look, they uh, they're looking forward to it. This and that. It's man, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, I. Even if we have just one download a month or a year. I'm happy. Yeah, it ain't about the downloads. We had a download goal that that we. I mean, we got to yeah, have I mean, goals. We, yeah, you got to set goals for yourself. Right. But if I if we only reach if only one person listen to the podcast a year. Yeah. I I would it wouldn't affect me none. I'd keep rolling like I'm rolling. Right. Because just knowing that one person. Either it helps somebody or one person finds excitement in it or gets joy out of it or whatever. Right. Gives me joy. Absolutely. So. A hundred percent. I think you're doing a, a, a better job, Cooney. You're not head. At, boy, it was rough at the beginning, son. It was, you would just look at. Just this stare. is me at the beginning already? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess maybe it's because you you grew your hair out. Maybe that's what it was. Gave you more confidence. Maybe my talking tips weren't growing yet. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. That's probably what it was. Your talking tips. Yeah. Like you know you got the tips of your hair. My talking tips wasn't there yet. Them boogers is probably split, ain't they? Oh uh, well, Lord, yeah. How long <laughs> you gonna let that grow out? Well, until it stops, I guess. <laughs> you know what you look like to me. Kenny Powers. No. It, have you Ronnie Van Zant? I no, you. I know you watch that cartoon Squidbillies, <laughs> and that and the one that is called Junior. Uh, you yeah, know they the got son. they got them old tentacles just going on down, and he's got like a mullet on it. Yeah, that it looks like his entire body's sitting on your shoulders. <laughs> There's a filter on Snapchat. It looks where it like, like your head. Makes your head a block, but yeah. if you move the camera certain ways, it'll make one part of your head chunkier than the other. Right. And I did it one time and sent it to Buck, and that and Buck did me about like five seconds later. You look just like the little boy off Squid Billies. Yeah, you you do, you do. That's what you, your head looks like. His entire body. Oh, and your, you talking about rusty? Yeah, and and your <laughs> hairs is tentacles. No. Wow. You got to do something, dude. You got to do something. So, you know, I got to thinking is um, we, 
we primarily do an outdoor podcast, right? Correct. Um, we love to share our faith, our love for the Lord. Uh, we love to talk about our country. Uh, we're so proud of our service men and women that that are serving, that have fought and died for our country. We love to share all that. But what is the real reason, the real reason Cooney hunts? What is the, do you just hunt because I hunt? Would you, if, if I didn't hunt, now I know if I didn't hunt, you wouldn't have been brought up in it. Yeah. More, more than likely, right? Mm-hmm. So what is the real reason Cooney hunts? I'd say the real reason is probably like tradition. Tradition? And for the skill. Okay. Because let's say everything just went downhill and everybody had to start over again. You see what I'm saying? Right. You're, you're starting way back down at the bottom. Having having the skill to hunt is a very, very major skill. I, I agree. Because before all your grocery stores and you, all that other stuff, that's how people got food. I mean, look at the Native Americans. Native Back in the day, Native Americans don't have grocery stores. They hunt fish. Yeah. They know the the berries and so, the whatnot. So, so are you, you saying that that you do it because you want to keep your skill to hunt honed in in case you need it. Mm-hmm. I get that, but I'm going to call hockey on that. How, how you going to call <laughs> hockey on that? Well, because, like I challenged you to go out and find your own spot to deer hunt. Mm-hmm. What, what better way to sharpen your own skill to go out there and take your own deer instead of riding in my backpack everywhere you go or calling up your own turkey getting out there finding your own turkey instead of riding in my backpack why ain't you done that maybe you're riding in my backpack you ever thought about that <laughs> you ever thought about that maybe every time i go turkey hunting you're with me <laughs> negative negative that's not how it goes but do you see what i'm saying yeah like if you really <clears throat> if you really want to sharpen it up, put your own flow in it. Get your machismo going. Get out there and, and I mean, you know, just hammer down. So I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to figure this out, this spot out myself. I'm going to figure out how to get me a deer myself. I'm going to figure out how to get me a turkey myself. I'm going to go out here and get me a few squirrels myself. That's when you get sharp. Right, so so think of ever since you and Buck and Austin was little, right? Mm-hmm. The, the weight, the what I had two weights on me. I had the weight of giving y'all a good time, right? Because everybody wants to have fun, right? Yeah. And the weight of teaching y'all how to do this, okay? Mm-hmm. So how do you know, like straight up, how do you know that you have those skills when you don't implement them yourself, by yourself. Are you able to teach? Are you able to actually teach somebody how to do that yourself? Well, you, you, you got to I become. I feel I would be able to, but then again, I've never done it myself. That's right. 
I've never tried to teach anybody or yeah had to had to teach anybody right. So really, I don't know. So I'm I, I think you got a big old challenge ahead of you, like to actually do it. Yeah, yourself, and to get out there and and learn and tweak and whatnot. Is that the only reason you hunt? Is for the to to sharpen your skills when you're with me? Hey, or is there any I, other reason? Look, whenever I hunt with you, my skill of remembering where I put that coffee cup is very sharp. Wow! Because wow. that, that's what Daddy does, y'all. He'll go out there with his cup of coffee, and when he's done drinking the coffee out of it, he'll set it down. Right. And then on the way back to the truck... We got to grab it. We got to remember to pick that coffee cup up. Yeah. Well, I hey... We hit that piece of private land we hunt. I remember Daddy took... We had a Hershey's coffee cup one time. Daddy took that coffee cup out there one day. Left it. Didn't bring it back home with him. Me and Buck went back out there a weekend or so later. Found the coffee cup. We was turkey hunting. We found the coffee cup and was walking back to the truck. I had it, but we thought we had heard some turkeys in the woods, so we stopped and set back up, and I set that coffee cup down. Forgot it. Went back up there a few more times later, got the coffee cup, and then we get to working something, set it back down. That coffee cup traveled all over that place, <laughs> and it ended up back at the house. Right. But it took it four yeah. or five months. Yeah. That, man, I... There ain't nothing like like a I like going out there with a coffee cup that's got a handle on it and just sipping the coffee while I'm waiting to hear a turkey gobble or sipping my coffee while I'm set up waiting for daylight to come on while I'm this, a deer hunt. This is exactly how it sounds in the turkey woods. Oh yeah. Then he'll hit him with one, he'll be like, No gobble. I hit him in about ten more minutes. <laughs> then, then he won't he won't drink the coffee again. He'll go. Yeah. If he, if he gobbles, sip a coffee, set it down, start working it. That's right. That's <laughs> right, son. He can grab that coffee cup on the way out. He picked when we went last. What was it? Last Tuesday we went. Uh. Either last Tuesday or the Tuesday before. Yeah, I can't remember. We in went the out. Evening time. Yeah, it was in. No, it was in the morning. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, then I, it was last weekend we went in the morning. Yeah, maybe so. We went in the morning one morning. And Daddy set that coffee cup down. We heard one gobble, and it was probably halfway full. Yeah. And we come back through. He set it down at like 7 45, 8 o'clock. Right. We come back through it like nine. Daddy picks it up and takes a sip of it. He goes, oh, that's cold. <laughs> that was the coldest coffee I'd ever drunk. So I don't get people that drink cold coffee. But well, I don't get people that drink black coffee. Well, so. That's the only co- type of coffee there is. If you're not, if you put anything coffee. in your coffee. It's a breakfast drink. If you put anything in your coffee. It's a breakfast drink. Coffee itself is a breakfast drink. No, it ain't. Yes, it is. Just like orange juice is a breakfast drink. You can drink coffee all day long. 
You can drink anything all day. You can drink orange juice all day long. If you put anything in your coffee, it is a breakfast drink. If it's a cold, iced coffee, it's a breakfast That's drink. Just nasty water. If you if you point. put sugar in it, breakfast drink. Half and half and sugar, whatever you want to put in it, it's a breakfast drink. It's not coffee. Period. And that's all there is to it. I think you need to look up breakfast drink. I think you really need to dig into what a breakfast drink is. Now, I'm I'm defining breakfast drink right now. <laughs> hot bean water. I, I, all breakfast drink, hot bean water. I, I'm, I'm defining breakfast drink right now. Something you drink while partaking in breakfast. I don't, I don't understand how people could say they're a coffee head. And they're a connoisseur of coffee when they put all kinds of different stuff in it. It's weird to me. Now, when you bring a new coffee into the house, I'll try it black before I put something in it. But I've yet to find a coffee that tastes good without anything in it. That's because you got a, a palate of a baby. No, you, it ain't. You don't have a you don't have a man's taste buds yet. Yeah, I do. The inside of your mouth not just fully. When, it's just I don't want to kill all my taste buds with that horrid drink. The inside of your mouth hasn't went through through pre- puberty yet. Oh, it has. <laughs> so you don't have the right taste buds. You're still a baby inside your mouth. You. You, you still chewing on Gerber and stuff. Yeah, you got to have smash peas and and all. <laughs> smash. <laughs> you know that old nasty stuff, baby food, smashed up yeah. peas and uh, mash squash and. I seen you the other day. You eat some formula. <laughs> yeah. Now that when your taste buds fully de- de- develop into manhood, then I'll be able to just pick a pan full of dirt up off the ground and chew on it. <laughs> then you'll just be able to chew coffee grounds. And that, be like, that's why you. That's why you run a concrete crusher. Because if you get hungry, you just run down there, and scoop you up a rock or two, and you're like, that's right. That's right. For me, I like to hunt. Look, I'm not saying there ain't people that that are wrong by saying this, but the political correct way of saying people people say they hunt is I like to go out there and harvest my own food and I get that I totally get that I like to know where my food comes from I get that I totally get that but I'm gonna tell you right now the majority of that is somebody just saying that because they don't want to say I enjoy going out there and having the adrenaline rush of hunting an animal. That's I'm. That's the truth. They don't want somebody to look at them and say, "Oh, so you get a rush from going out there and killing an animal." I hunt because I like to hunt, and I kill very few animals. Nowhere near the amount I hunt. Period. Mm-mm. But I hunt because I like to hunt if I want groceries and I gotta make sure little fat baby coonies eating <laughs> I can it, go out there and mash up my own peas I go to the Publix right mm-hmm. 
if I want to taste a homegrown tomato, I grow me a homegrown tomato. Right? We plant a garden every year. Mm -hmm. we, we grow what we can grow. We go out there, and yes, we do harvest whatever animals we can harvest. We don't shoot every deer we see, every squirrel we see, every turkey we see. You know, we just ain't out there just murdering the forest. Yeah. We're out there hunting. I'm out there hunting because I like to hunt. It doesn't have any political tag on it because I want to harvest my own food. Yeah, I do want to do that, but that's not why I hunt. I have fun. I love seeing the I love seeing the God's creation. I love seeing the daylight come up in the morning, the sunrise, the woods waking up. I love to see it go to sleep. I love to be out there in the elements. You cannot understand the elements. In the safety of your home, in the safety of walking from the Walmart to your car, or from your car to your office, and the wind's blowing 40 mile an hour, and it's cold, and the, or the wind chill, with the wind chill, it's 17 degrees, or you get caught in a thunderstorm. If you really want to understand what it's like to be in the weather, get out there in the woods, deep, and get caught in a storm. Yeah, or, you know what I mean. Get out there if you want. When the weather's nice, if you really want to see the beauty of it, get out there in the woods, deep. Get on a riverbank somewhere. Walk a creek. Go hiking. You don't have to hunt to enjoy to 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 enjoy that. Man, look, look at us. When we, like when we turkey hunt, we very rarely will kill like a jake. Oh no, we ain't killing no Jake. I, I can't tell you the, the last. The I think Buck killed a Jake for his first turkey. Yeah. I feel like, and I'm not saying if you kill Jakes, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying I feel like a Jake, if you're gonna kill one, should be a like a first time bird for right. for a young kid or even an adult. Well, I tell you this. But why kill that Jake when you could wait another year? And he'd be a bigger bird. I mean, it just don't make no sense I, I, to me. I, I killed two jakes one time. Yeah. I went through a dry spell. I hadn't killed a turkey in probably three years. I, I was on a bad dry spell, son. I'm talking about a badin' boy. I was wanting me a turkey so bad, and we was set up. I remember it was me, Shorty, and Blake. And um, we was set up... And, Shorty was doing the calling. We had a, a couple of gobblers that was down on, on some property. We couldn't hunt, so we was real close to the property line, and they was gobbling. I mean, gobbling their brains out. Gobbling their brains out. Blake had already killed a gobbler that morning. We was all hunting together, and we was working these birds, working these birds, and... uh about that time i heard old twig break and I, I swung around to the right just a little bit and there stood two jakes one coming trying to go in the strut and i said no 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 you don't come into this circle of death and do that and i went on ahead and got them and i can't remember what year that was but uh i like to hunt i like to hunt 
I like to get out there and make memories. They, these people that that would love to hunt, man, and can't, and can't. They physical conditions ain't got the time, ain't you know don't have the ability to whatever it may be. If, if I can go, I'm gonna go. I mean, hunting, being in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. When I grow up, and somebody asks me what was your childhood like, I'm gonna be able to say. On the weekends, we was outside. We was hunting, yeah, fishing. We was outdoors. We was doing something. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's become a staple of and, life. And and that's not to say that's the lifestyle you have to have. No, by no means. But I. But love I mean, it. it's it's more it's more than just killing an animal. Oh, absolutely. And coming on back to the house. Yeah. Or, well, like trophy hunting and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't really do no trophy hunting or anything. Yeah, that, I mean, there ain't nothing wrong I mean, with, with the folks that do that. During deer season, yeah. we typically won't kill nothing unless it's a big buck or a nice buck. Right. But if it's getting, like, we can, we try to keep deer meat at the house. So if it's getting towards the end of the season, we might harvest a doe. Yeah. But it ain't going to be no young doe. Well, that's, that's like that little six-pointer I shot last year. So that little six-pointer, me and G-Money was hunting together. I think you and Buck was hunting together, wasn't you? Yeah. Yeah. We was hunting right there, and that six-pointer chased a doe up out of the bottom. And uh, he run a circle around us, and the doe almost run over us, and little G had the gun, and he was just, I mean, that that six-pointer was dogging that doe all over the place, just running her for everything he had. And uh, little G said, we ain't going to be able to shoot that, and he's running too much. I done tried to stop him, you know what I mean? I said, yeah. I said, hand me that gun, G. I'll show you we can get you this gun. you know who you're talking to? I said, I said, hand me that gun, son. He handed it over to me, and I showed him. We can put the wahitas on something if we want to. But he done made up his mind. We... There ain't no way this what could be it? done. What is it you always say? One of them things you got to want to do. You got to want to, son. You got to want to. But you know, it's, it's just like that. He'll remember that for the rest of his life. He'll remember that when he's 40 years old and telling the story about how he was hunting with, with Uncle Brian and a six-pointer was chasing the doe. And he said, we couldn't shoot it. And he got the gun from me and shot it. Dropped it like a sack of potatoes, boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a straight up. Just I'm a stone cold killer. Believe that. Did you have anything for this episode 50? This I, this momentous occasion. I did, I did occasion? have something that I read today, which I thought was very very interesting. That, all right, you read it today? Yeah. Okay. All right. First off, first off, a lot of people want to know. What in the world somebody does in Blue Ridge, Georgia for spring break? Let's not overlook that. Well, you got downtown Blue Ridge that we, that's what we do most of the time. So Blue Ridge is in the mountains of North Georgia. Yeah. Right? It's not not very far from, what's that? That'd be South Carolina, right? That's North Carolina. Yeah, it'd be North Carolina. Right. It ain't very far from there. Right. But, uh. So, you got, I mean, ain't very many people live up there. It's sort of like a vacation, like a destination like spot. A, yeah. It but, wasn't like that when I was a kid. It was just straight up 
mountains. Just a mountain. Yeah. But you got downtown Blue Ridge, which is where you're going to have all your shops and stuff. Yeah. And that's the old part of town, but they, mm-hmm. you know, they got some old. They've modernized it, sort yeah. of. I mean, you still got your old buildings and stuff. But yeah. So you got that, and you got not far from there, like 30 minutes up the road, you got like some trails and stuff that, like, if you're big into trail riding with like Jeeps and stuff. Oh, okay. There's a place not far from there called Beasley Knob. Mm hmm. It's it's just a big trail. You you go up and come back down. It's, I I don't I don't so, do the trail so, riding stuff. So you ride your jeeps up and th- through yeah. there, little four wheel drive. I mean, and, and there's little places to ride trails around okay. there, all over the place. Right. We we went to one. There's a road up there called Cash's Valley Road. We we went down it. I I took a little ranger down that thing, son. Really? I mean, you was going through a creek. I went through a creek where I could just lay my hand out the window, and I was about half up halfway up my finger in water. Yeah. Like we was deep. Right. But stuff like that doing and what we had a we were in a cabin so a lot of the time we just uh, hang out. In hold cabin. on. Say what now? You did what with your truck? Took it through a creek. And you, uh, well, it's been more of a river. And you and you put your hand out the win- the window and did what? It was down in water. So you drove your truck through a creek that deep? Yeah. It wasn't really a creek, more like a river. How how far up your truck was it? It's probably about halfway up my door. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Cooney. What? I would have flogged the far out of you, son, if you called me and said, Hey, my dang truck, I done drove it in the creek up here and I got it bogged down and I tore it up. Oh, son, I'd have... I'd, oh, I wouldn't have got stuck. I had a I had a, a big Jeep in front of me and a big Jeep behind me with winches on the front and the back. I was getting out of there. I was going to get home. Look, the reason I continued down the trail before we even come to the first creek crossing. You so didn't tell re- me about that. I told you we went through creeks and stuff. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the reason I continued down the road was because coming out, we passed these people, and this Joker was in a Porsche. Like it's, I think it's like a, I can't remember the name. It starts with a C, but it's like a SUV style Porsche, and it was sitting lower to the ground than my truck was. Really? So I stopped, and I was like, "How bad is it down there?" And he said, "Oh, it's, it's pretty deep, but I got through it, and I was in two wheel drive." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm good." So I get to that. L- the first creek crossing wasn't that bad. It's probably halfway up my tire. Yeah. That second one was a little bit deeper. But then you hit that third one. And, of course, I was in the middle because I'm a little baby truck. So I had my buddy in front of me, and he, he goes across the creek and stays on the right side. And he gets down in a hole, and he's on 40s and a 6-inch lift. And he gets down in a hole, and his tires are completely underwater. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to stay on the, on the right. He was on the left, so I said, I'm, I'm going to stay on the right. Right. Because you could actually see the bottom of the of the creek or river. I call it a river. But you can actually see the bottom of the river on the right side. So I stayed on that side and is maybe halfway up my tires. Yeah. But that, that was the one. That so it'd been the next one where it come up above my truck. It was let, let me tell it you was the, fun. Let me tell you the, the Cornelius rule of a creek. 
driving across the creek. If I can't walk across it, I ain't driving across it. That's my rule. I got four-wheel drive. That don't matter, son. You get out, get out in there and dang bog your thing down because you're too, too deep in the water and it stalls out, then what you going to do? i tell you what you're going to do. Stuff, water's going to start coming in your vehicle and you probably had on the goofiest pair of overalls, whatever lived. Not on a pair of blue jeans. And, and your dang boots. And then the next thing you know, you're going to be trapped in that dang truck. You know, it was coming halfway up my door. And not a drop of water came inside the cab of that truck. You was constantly... I was surprised. You was constantly moving. But let your truck stop and see what happens. Look, I got to live a little. <laughs> Why? See, if you would have been with me, I never would have been able to do that. We would have had to turn around after the first one. Because it was even coming up halfway up the tires. I just... I just, just let me live no, a ha- little. <laughs> half, halfway up the tires is all right. Let me have a little bit of fun. <laughs> now, ain't nowhere around here I can do that. So it, I had the opportunity to do it, and I wasn't going to miss out on it. So I did it. So would you do it again? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a nuthead. All right, so, you, so there's some riding trails up there, and you got downtown. What else did y'all do? We hung out at the cabin most of the time. And right. That's pretty much all there is to do up there. So, so I enjoy going up there because the cabin that we stay in, one of my buddies, it's one of my buddies' grandparents that owns it. Yeah. But I enjoy going up there because it's got, I can't, it's like Blue Ridge something creek. I can't remember the name of it, but it runs through the back of the property. Yeah. And I just like sitting on the porch in the rocking chair and listening to the creek run. That's cool. And it's, and it's peaceful and quiet. They they got a neighbor. It's a gravel road on the side of a mountain, so it ain't like you got a lot of traffic going through there. Yeah. You might hear a car every now and then. Yeah. And they got a neighbor to the left. You can't even see them. You probably got twenty acres in between the two. Yeah. And then you got a neighbor two miles down the road on the other side. I would say I'd say you just like me. When it comes to something like that, you're more of a mountain head than you are a beach head. I can't stand the beach. What? I mean, what? Man, that time we went down to Tybee Island, I had on, like, khaki pants. No. Yeah. I, I just ain't in I, the beach. I ain't a beach head either. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Plus, we seen some gobblers while we was up there. And, and there ain't no gobblers on Tybee Island. Hey, I seen a video. Well, we talked about it on yeah. the podcast before. We ain't going That's one thing we, we got to refrain from doing on this podcast is repeating stuff that we talked about on earlier podcasts hey you know what i mean it's just how it is so 50 podcasts what what was your favorite podcast my favorite one i'm gonna say probably gonna be the one we did with uh tim ship tim ship mm-hmm that one that one's got a lot of downloads a whole lot of downloads i think that's our second most downloaded one if i'm not mistaken yeah the uh i love them all every one of them you know what i mean uh but i would have to say the weirdest one <laughs> the bigfoot the, one the the expedition bigfoot 
if y'all haven't had a chance to check that out, that's a pretty weird weird episode. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like it. There's a lot of oh, them. Another thing about Blue Ridge, talking about that expedition, Bigfoot, that's like 30 minutes from right. where we, from the cabin we stayed in. So for those, those of y'all that don't know, Expedition Bigfoot is a museum that is up off of uh, Highway 515 mm-hmm. in North Georgia. Yeah. It's, is it is that actually Blue Ridge where the museum's at? It, it's in between LJ and Blue Ridge. Yeah. So. It, if you look at it on the map, it says LJ. Okay. But another thing that ain't but 30 minutes from that cabin, going back to the Squidbillies, is a big Squidbilly statue. But y'all didn't go to it? I wasn't it. able to go to it this time because we didn't hear about it before the night before we left. And it was, you called me and was like, it's going to come up a thunderstorm in the morning. So I left out at like 7 o'clock that morning. Yeah. And by the time we hit, by the time we were within range of even thinking about going there, it the bottom done fell through. That squid village really ain't worth watching. Oh, it is to me. That thing is off the chain. Like oh, that, it is. It's like South Park level type stuff for the yeah, people that, that don't know. But. That, that is not worth watching. That that thing is worse than TikTok. That thing is will mush your brain up, son. I find it funny. It, it, it is awful. It's the awfulest mess I've ever seen. Well, what do you got to share? Let's. Okay, so I found this today. Got a man named Eugene Cronley. All right, he down in the in the silt down in Mississippi. Mississippi. The crooked letter, crooked letter, humpback, humpback. So he had caught a blue catfish on April seventh. Okay. Of this year. Right. This catfish. Are you ready for how much this, this blue cat? Weighs? Hold on, we got to do your intro. I forgot. Cooney around America. Okay. Down in the silt. So, are you ready for how much this blue cat weighed? Yeah. One hundred thirty-one pounds. That's a big boy. Caught it on a rod and reel. There you go. Get some. All right. Where did he catch it at? It it was on the Mississippi River uh-huh. near Notches. Okay. I'm assuming that's how you say N A T C H E S. Maybe Natchez. That's Natchez, Notches. Right. I don't know. I'm not from there. But uh, bet so, they don't drive the truck across that river right there. But nah, anyway, I drive my truck across the Mississippi River. Go, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, he caught it on Skipjack Heron. Okay. So that's what he was using for bait. It was, it stood, when they hung it up, it was 56.6 inches, which is about four and a half feet. There you go. That's, so, a, that's a big boy, it was, son. It was uh, 41 inches in girth. That's a big boy. So it was a, a big one. Yeah. They had, um, the the world record was 101 pounds, caught in 1997. I couldn't figure out where at, but uh, it beat it by a lot. Yeah. And he cut, yeah, I read the article and it said that the guy told the article guy, took him 40 minutes to reel that thing in. Get you some of that. So that that's a big fish right there. That is a real big fish. There you go. Hmm. That, and that, they, they say it's going to take the spot of the world record, man, but it I, hasn't been made official yet. I haven't been catfishing in a long time. We need to find us a. A good catfishing hole. Oh, I remember when we used to catfish all the time. Yeah, I know. We'll tell some of them stories on a later podcast. But, 
Yeah, we need to find us a good catfishing hole. What we do? We need to fire the the Thursday fishing challenge back up too, boy. I know we weren't I'm, able to tonight. I'm, I'm coming for that 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 champion chill. I'm coming <laughs> for that champion chill. You got to restring your poles. Mary got up in the bed of my truck the other day. Well, I was I, sitting there on the phone, and she climbs up in the bed of my truck, and she she's in she's by the fishing poles, and I just thought maybe she was licking her paw or something. She had her head down, so I look over, snap, bit one of my fishing lines in half. Yeah. So I pick her up and set her on the toolbox. I'm like, no, nah, you can't be doing that. She come back over there. Stuck her head back down, and I look over him, and before I could even say anything, boom, there goes another one. She reaches over, boom, there goes another one. I'm like, you were just doing it for meanness at this she, point. She's biting the fishing line in two. Yeah. Yeah. So, here I have explained to you in one of our podcast episodes named Stealing Your Breath, how an old-timey, old-stock farm cat would steal your breath. Now, this old-timey cat we got... Mary, will bite your fishing line in two. Yeah, I think yeah. that's worse than stealing your breath. <laughs> I wonder why she's doing that. I don't know. Maybe because it just has that sort of fishy smell on them. I guess. I don't know. That's yeah. strange. I've never even heard of that before. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. Since that's your cat, and that happened to my fishing pole, you probably need to restrain your fishing pole. You are gonna go out there. And you better be talking to the cat. I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're gonna fix my pole. I don't want to get out there to the fishing challenge and you already got your arms strung up and you already throwing out there in the lake and then I'm out there having to deal with that. That's your cat tearing my stuff up. Shouldn't have had you pole in the bed of my truck. That's, that's all I know to tell you. That's your, tra- your cat tearing my stuff up, so I need you to fix my pole ASAP. You got it? All right. Well, what? What plans you got coming up for the podcast? Do you got any plans coming up? You line, Why don't you ever line up any guests? Let me ask you that. Let's let's because, just get down to some business real quick before we cut this jewel off. Oh, here we go. Why don't you ever line any guests up? You the guest, man. I mean, come on, son. Fire it up. I'll bring you Cooney around the world. And Cooney around America. And Coney around Georgia. Coney spring break uh, report. Yeah, 2022. Uh, All in all, I think it's awesome that y'all go up there to the mountains and hang out and have a good time. And uh, I think that's awesome. That's a a little little bit different. Most kids want to run to the beach or go somewhere where they can go to. Spring break's real big down in Panama City. Yeah, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go there if they paid me. We went down to. Remember we when we went deep sea fishing, we went down there in spring break. We didn't even go on the beach. No, we didn't, but I still figured it had been a little bit more packed. I went down there to go deep sea fishing, boy. That was also right when the COVID stuff was just starting to wean off. So. Yeah. Well, I right. You got anything else? I believe that's all of it. Episode 50 in the bank, son. Mm-hmm. Episode 50. Beat 5-0. That's right. Well, boy, I love you. And, uh... Well, holla, child. Deuces.